So, uh, how do we want to do this? It's not a, it's not an actual episode. Do we still want to introduce ourselves? I think that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, welcome to color, color correction, Minisode, uh, a Jesus E podcast, uh, about race and faith, uh, from the perspective of today, an Asian guy, a black girl. And, uh, um, Tess, how do you want to be identified? I normally just say Mexican-American. And a Mexican-American social media goddess. Uh, I'm Andrew. I use he, him pronouns. I'm Asian. I'm Bethany. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm black. I'm Tess. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm Mexican-American. So we figured we'd throw something up on the podcast about this year's Juneteenth Jubilee Wealth Redistribution Project, which has a particular focus that... Um, I guess before we do that, um, why don't we stop and recognize how awesome last year's was? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, we had a vision of raising $20,000 and we were able to raise $32,000, I think, like well before our our goal end date, like Mm -hmm. maybe within like three weeks. And folks who, Black folks that go to our church who are covenant members um, at our church, that means you're a member. I don't know. We just like throwing words on for Sesson. Um, but, uh, yeah, all black covenant members were afforded about $1,400 each. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really liked our emphasis last year about how, uh, this is like, this is a visible way of putting our faith to work. Like this is not the, uh, this is not like the solution. This is, right. a, this is, uh, this is our prophetic action. This mm-hmm. is our demonstration of, what a solution might look like, uh, you know, kind of a step forward in that direction. Um, And I mean, in that spirit, Bethany, it was your idea to have a particular focus for this year, right? Yeah. So our focus this year is focusing on um, Black youth's education. And for me, it comes from my knowledge of how the racial wealth gap affects Black people's education, right? We we go to school, we have to take out more student loans, um, and then we come out into the workforce and we're making less money, right? Um, and I had that personal experience. Uh, when I remember when I was applying for colleges, not knowing how important FAFSA was, and I didn't apply for FAFSA, right? So that really limited my college options when it came time for me to go to school. And also there was literally no money for me, right? Like my father and my mother were first generation black college students in the seventies and eighties. They worked their way through school and they've been working their way through life. And there's no, um, there's no fund (laughs) Mm -hmm. for me to be able to go to school because we don't have generations of wealth. right? Right. So when we think about, um, yeah, when we think about the racial wealth gap, um, we have to think about how that affects first generation college students, children, right? Mm-hmm. Like they don't have the money to send them to school. Yeah. So this is our response to that. Right. And because of that, if you look at it statistically, student debt is disproportionately borne by lower income people, especially black people mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. these historical reasons. I mean, Tess, you've been like... I, I feel like the, the once again this year, you're like the driving force behind getting everything, making sure everything happens, mm-hmm. including like, uh, I, I, including like assembling, like m- making sure everybody has the resources to, uh, 
not only make this happen, but also like have resources to learn about it and talk about it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of the resources that our team has found um, and kind of added to our resource document, a lot of them, I kind of knew them conceptually, but not really the actual numbers. I mean, even Bethany, I think you found this statistic about how the white family net worth is around, you know, $951,000, I believe. I'm trying to find that stat. Um, But Black Latino families... Yeah, but Black and Latino families are, you know, closer, you know, at the height, it's like 192,000. And that's just being that huge of a gap. Um, And then that affects things like how much money you can save for college, education, workforce in general, even, even if you want to go to a trade school, there's still often time that you can't work um, while you're learning a trade, Um, that money has to come from somewhere so you can eat. So yeah, I think for me, um, what made this salient to me was like looking at the history of uh, so much of wealth in America in the 20th century was created after World War II because of the GI Bill and like G- the GI Bill, like letting soldiers buy houses and mm-hmm. sending soldiers to college. And like the the so like the property side of that thing uh, of, of the GI Bill was denied to black folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a lot of ways, so is the education side of things because America was still segregated at the time. So where, you know, you're, you're going to let all these black soldiers go to college. There are only, there are only a few historically black universities or non-segregated schools that will, that they can go to. So like the, the effect of, of that wealth creator of that educational wealth creator, uh, wasn't able to be given to the black community because of these mm-hmm. historical injustices. And like that, you know, it's just, there's like a, there's a cycle there, you know, because mm-hmm. white people now have like a tradition of going to college, the wealth builds on itself, they get like legacy admissions, um, all these things that are denied to black families. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, like that stood out to me. I don't know, what, how do you guys feel about this year's project? feel a little nervous about it. Last uh-huh. year, um, there were some things happening in the church that catalyzed um, ornery white people to really start donating to our campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a little nervous that we might not be. Our goal is to raise $1,000 for um, each Black child in the church and to open an interest-bearing account for them. And I, I particularly because it's children, I feel real nervous that we're not going to be able to do it. Mm. That's a good point. Before we talk, I mean, I I also share uh, your um, anxiety around that. What makes me feel better is that I had the same anxiety last year, and I yes. had my expectations <laughs> blown away. Mm-hmm. So, so I I hope the same thing happens this year. But that's true. The, I, our objective this year, in in uh, in order to turn our attention toward all the things that we were just talking about, is creating savings accounts for the black kids in our church for college. Um, how did we even settle on that? Like what was, how did we, how did we decide on that specifically? I think it's not just college. It's like post high school graduation education. Mm -hmm. So trade school as well. And I don't know how we settled on it. I feel like I just said it. Well, Bethany, I think you, um, you, we had talked about how last year it was very focused on the racial wealth gap. And you had talked a lot about wanting to build on a new piece of like literally education 
through the campaign. So last year we mm-hmm. talked a lot more about like housing and generational wealth and redlining. Um, but you had wanted to push, okay, what's another topic that we can pair with raising money, um, collecting mm-hmm. money, that sort of thing. So I think that's how ultimately we ended on education is because we wanted to talk about the gaps in education. Um, and then who do we give that money to? Well, children, they're the ones who are in the next generation of education. That sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also like the idea that like we're narrowing our focus this year because it allows us to it, it gives us a template for what we might do, you know, in the future, like because education is a piece. But there are other there are other things that have created well, the wealth gap that we can bring attention to. So like, like home ownership next year. Precisely. I'm already like thinking oh, you're already of a thinking vision ahead. Nice. of what that looks like. Yeah. All right. Cool. If we um, could get some homeowners. Okay, let me calm down. Sorry. But if we could get black homeowners next year because of our campaign, mm-hmm. what? That would be so great. That would. Um, all right, cool. So, um, Tess, do you want to tell us how uh, people can contribute? Yeah. So do you want to also, do you want me to also talk about kind of some the of the, FAQs? yeah, like the, like in our FAQs, we have uh, good ways to think about sharing as well. Do you want me to like talk about that too that's a good yeah. idea how do you think we should seg into that um i mean when i, I talk this... about donating i can just talk about oh yeah go I'll for share. it i'll probably leave all this in that's fine <laughs> it's a mini so it's okay mm-hmm. um but in our color correction podcast instagram in the link tree which is if you don't know link tree is just the link in the bio that takes you all the places you could ever possibly want for our page but the very first resource very first link should be a Google Doc that brings you to everything. Um, That was super intentional that this Google Doc had everything in one place. That way there wasn't five different forms you had to look at. Um, All your questions, everything you could want is in one place. Searchable that way um, and that sort of thing. But so that's how you would donate if you wanted to donate or at least how you find that information. At the very top of the document, um, you just donate by going to Venmo and then looking up at Circle Mobilizing. On the Google Doc, the fastest way is to click the link or use the QR code. Because of the way we set up the Venmo, it has to be under a quote unquote business account, um, which means if you search it normally, it sometimes won't show up unless you click over to the business side. So for simplicity, if you just use the link that's clickable inside the Google Doc or the, the QR code, it'll take you right there and you can donate that way. Another note with that is that uh, you can change your settings to be private when you uh, submit to or pay through Venmo so that way other people can't see what you're doing. They don't see the dollar amount anyways, but that's just something um, I like taught myself how to do that this past week of how to change um, all of their <laughs> Venmo settings to private so people can't uh, look at what they're spending money on. So if you want to know how to do that or don't know how to do that, my email's on there. I'm glad to walk you through the process. Um, but if you're also thinking about, okay, you know you want to share money but aren't really sure what to think about or how to think about, I don't think we said this yet, um, but we do plan on trying to raise $16,000. Um, that's kind of our goal number this year. Um, and so there's lots of ways to think about it. But one thing we really wanted to focus on, and we talked about this last year too, is that this isn't separate from, or excuse me, this isn't in conjunction with tithing. So you shouldn't think of this as, oh, well, I normally give X amount of money to our church this month. I'm just going to move that to the circle mobilizing campaign instead really want to push people to think of this um, as something that should take something from you and be an intentional thought process not just something that oh that's money's already set aside for this 
Um, and so now I'm just gonna give it over to this campaign instead that this should really be something that um, reflects an internal, you. yeah, it reflects an internal mm. change and pushes you to reconsider uh, what your money looks like. Um, so that's one, one helpful thing. Um, some ways that we put on there to help people is to consider that if a caretaker were to save money every month for, you know, 18 years for their child to go to an in-state four-year college, they would need to save at least $250 per month for 18 years. And that's like with the current tuition. And we know that tuition is probably only going to go up. Um, and so that's one way if you want to consider, quote unquote, funding a month, two months, three months um, for a child. That's one way you could think about it. We also looked up the average cost of one college textbook, which is $84. People take anywhere from four to five college classes per semester. Um, and you can have one, two, three, four, sometimes five textbooks per class. So that's another way you can think about it. Um, we kept in there from last year too that uh, to do like a day's wage because this is highly influenced by the racial wealth gap um, that you could think of it of calculating how much you make in a day if you are salaried or if you know how much you make hourly um, and donating a day, two days, maybe a week, um, depending on what makes sense for what's going to push you, but also um, make sense for your salary or your budget and things like that. Awesome. Um, anything else we want to mention or are we okay leaving it there? We can talk about what you're going to do after you give money. So I have that on there too. Our lovely FAQs, which is you're going to share all about it. Maybe not necessarily that you gave money. You can, um, but liking our posts on Instagram. This is our Instagram plug. I'm at color correction podcast, liking, sharing, commenting, um, sending it to a friend, any sort of interaction makes the algorithm really happy. And then it pushes it to more people um, who are your friends, um, people who follow us, all of that really helps um, to continue that other people see. And I'm reminded because a lot of people say, oh yeah, I want to give and then they forget about it. Um, and so pushing it to the front of their news feeds, sharing on your story, all of that helps kind of put it on the forefront of people's minds. Awesome. Ugh. Did we lose Bethany in the middle of the thing? Uh, Bethany, do you want to call me? I think her mic's just not going to connect. Hey, I just said I'm over it. I don't have anything big to say anyways. I hear you. Um, you have been, I've, you've been on video conferences all day, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I think we're at the end anyway. Um, you want to you wanna close us out with the catchphrase? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, phone, because this shit always does this, but stay black, little mermaid. All right. Thanks, guys.